0: The Koi Gig part on off the ball. I don't like it. I want to be up there in group A. I don't care who we get. We should be up there, competed against them. But you know, as you said, we're going to win that group and then get promoted. Hopefully. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The news round on off the ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Now then, you're very welcome along. So, Champions League bonanza in store this evening. It feels like the final in many respects. First leg is at the Burnabout tonight. Real Madrid against Manchester City. We will be all over that. Meanwhile, Graeme Souness was a guest of honour at our roadshow at the Mansion House last week. We'll play you out the interview with Graeme from half past seven. Kevin Colban will be along from the uh, nine o'clock for the football show. And Rebecca Clancy will be talking all things Formula One as well on the show this evening from The Times. Very happy to say here in studio. Willow O'Callaghan. Hello. Evening, Joe. And Richard McCormick with us as well. Good evening. Evening, gents. How are you? Very well. 53106, the text number. We are at off the ball on <laughs> Twitter. We might just jump in and give people team news, Richie, because this is just one of those games.
1: It is indeed. The Champions League reaches the semi-final stage tonight with a repeat of one of last year's semis. Real Madrid entertain Manchester City in their first leg at the Bernabeu. Luka Modric is back in the Real starting eleven, having missed their last two La Liga matches, but he came on as a sub in their Copa del Rey final win over Osasuna. So that Real team has Thibaut Courtois in goal. Danny Carvajal is a right-back. Antonio Rudiger comes in for the suspended Eder Militao. David Alaba and Eduardo Camavinga ran out that back four in midfield then Luka Modric Tony Kroos and Federico Valverde and a front three of Rodrigo Vinicius Jr. and Karim Benzema it looks like <clears throat> and granted this is Pep Guardiola in a Champions League semi-final but it looks like he's reverted to a back four this evening Edgerson starts in goal for City it's uh, what looks like that back four then of Kyle Walker John Stones Ruben Dias and Manuel Akanji in midfield sits Rodri in front of him the quartet of Bernardo Silva Kevin De Bruyne Ilkay Gundogan and Jack Grealish Erling Haaland starts up front of course And kickoff is at 8pm
0: Yeah I would I suspect he was looking at Vinicius Junior and said Kyle Walker it is time to come in from the cold so that is nothing too uh, neurotic on Pep's part I would say well that's still okay he's uh-huh. not playing early Haaland as uh, defensive midfielder
2: yeah indeed unless Bernardo Silva rocks up again at left back when the team actually go to kick off and Akanji moves over to the other side but no I think they've gone with the pace of Walker uh, to try and deal with Vinicius and you know potentially they want Bernardo Silva to go at the other end where Camavinga has had to step in again at left back for Real Madrid if they'd had Militao fist, there would have been that option to maybe push Alaba over to left back but Camavinga has to deputise there that's maybe the one weakness you look in the defending challenge. Champions armour currently and over these two legs Real Madrid are in that envious position where Man City have to go all guns blazing in the Premier League in a title race with Arsenal while Real Madrid's domestic season is effectively over as Richie mentioned they won the cup last week for the 20th time and Barcelona are effectively champions probably will seal the title this coming weekend against Espanyol so everything is in the Champions League basket for Real Madrid right now. Mm.
0: So again, as Richie said, back four for City this evening, it would appear. Kyle Walker right back, Stones, Diaz, Akanji uh, alongside him. And then it's Gundogan and Rodri as a uh, uh, pivot, double pivot in midfield ahead of them. Jack Grealish, who, of course, this time last year came off the bench at the Burnabout, now very much established. Kevin De Bruyne and then Bernardo Silva, who does tend to get the nods in these bigger games ahead of the likes of Mares and the big difference on last year Erling Haaland up front and uh, as Richie was saying with Real Madrid very familiar front three Rodrigo Benzema Vinicius Jr. midfield Valverde Modric Kroos uh, Camavinga, a left back Alaba and Rudiger in the centre of defence and Carvajal right back Courtois and goal was reading Wayne Rooney on Sunday in the Sunday Times and he just opened with a pretty strong line uh, which was in effect he does think City are going to absolutely murder Real Madrid I hear all that Real Madrid you know they've got a wonderful curious relationship with this competition and they can be uh, a touch illogical but this year this City team are just too damn good they're going to whack them and they'll whack whoever's in the final as well and they're bloody well as good as our treble winning team and it kills me to admit it but they're just that good that was the Rooney verdict so uh, we'll see that's a huge call I mean as well as Manchester City are playing right now very
2: rarely does somebody go and whack Real Madrid particularly at the Bernabeu in the Champions League Mm. and even this time last year up until a few minutes ago it looked like City were on course to reach the final we were in our minds already setting up Liverpool against Man City in Paris and then Real Madrid found an answer they found an answer against Chelsea when they were struggling at home in the second leg of that tie last season as well I would not be writing off this Real Madrid team like look at the amount of experience between Benzema, Kruos, Modric which is within their team multiple Champions League winners I think even as well as City are playing they'll do well I think if you offer Pep Guardiola now a draw and to take this to Manchester next
0: week, I think he'd happily take it. Let us uh, kick off the news round then. Brought to you with Gillette Labs, get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition is available now. So, Richie, I, I, what's the uh, rule again when you're into a certain number of days of a news cycle and it becomes a crisis? Oh, we're into
1: Saga territory, Joe. We're into, we saga into Saga territory, saga? I think now. Yeah. I, I think we're, in, we're nearing Saga. This is approaching Newbridge or nowhere, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, Virgin Media added further fuel to the debate engulfing GEA Go today. They claimed the GEA did not test the level of interest among other broadcasters when Sky decided not to renew its rights deal for GEA matches. Virgin Media have queried whether RTE paid anything for for that rights package, given it is 50% behind GAA Go alongside the GAA,
0: of course. Mm. So it is all kicking off in a big way and it's dominating not just sports radio, but it's the preserve of LiveLine and beyond now. Uh, So... The question must be asked," said the Virgin statement. "Did Orte pay anything for these rights, or did they just agree to keep them behind a paywall to drive incremental revenues for both partners, GEA Go, Orte, uh, and the uh, GEA? Is the question. So their sense is this was not put out to tender. We may have been interested," is the uh, Virgin. Uh, point Which they said back in October of 2022 as well. They had claimed that effectively
2: at the point that Sky had decided to exit the market, the move had already gone to GA Go before they had a chance to come in and have a look at how much it potentially would have cost uh, to buy back the rights for Virgin Media potentially.
1: Yeah. Has it it ever been made public? Sorry, Joe. Has it ever been made public what the rights packages actually go for? When you consider, like I mentioned it last night, that there essentially is very little in terms of a media market here to buy them. So how do the GEA or how do RT or how do Virgin Media or Sky arrive upon a figure for which they'll pay? Because there's no market outside of the country. It's purely a domestic based thing. And if nobody else is bidding, like, surely you can really lowball the association and how do they arrive at that figure? That's something I'd be really curious to find out. Mm.
2: Especially when the claim was made previously that they were looking at outside broadcasters like Amazon and Netflix potentially to show GA matches. But I still thought that was just a play by the GA to make it seem like the market was more inflated than it was. Um I don't know, did it go for the same market value that Sky were paying is the interesting question that the GA will probably have to answer on this. They will say this is all sensitive... Um, commercial information and therefore they're at no obligation to actually have to come out and say how much was paid for the deal but what will always complicate things as, is the fact that RT and GEA own 50% of the company which eventually took the package that Sky had previously so therefore you get into a situation where the GA was making a deal with themselves and also their primary rights holder for both TV and radio for the next five seasons mm which will always be queried by the opposition. Now, could Virgin Media not have come forward when it was clear that Sky were going to exit the market? Because I think there was about a year of speculation that, RT, that sorry that Sky would not be renewing the package that they had on the there Saturday nights. Was. Could Virgin
0: not have gone to speak to the GA? Did the GA have to uh, go to Virgin? I, I don't know. I don't know. The Sky thing seemed to end all of a sudden. I mean, slowly at first, and then all of a sudden type thing. It was that very dramatic week. I think the rumours were abound, though, throughout the pandemic, that they weren't going to go for a new deal. Okay. I see uh, Fine Gael TD, Alan Dillon, former Mayo footballer, of course, is going to call for Geo GAA go to be scrapped at the next Congress is a headline very much doing the rounds. So some of what he's been saying today, what was supposed to be a means of connecting the Irish diaspora with their local teams is fast becoming an exclusive and expensive platform, which disproportionately impacts older viewers. It's just quite interesting how this has snowballed from they're not showing enough hurling to this now needs to be scrapped.
1: Yeah. Well, the hurling thing was a wedge for for that lobby to say that the whole thing should come down because there's always going to be that tranche of people that are firmly against, um, you know, paying for the screening of GA matches in whatever form that comes, whether it's via a Sky subscription or whether it's via GA Go. So that hurling argument that was brought in by Donal Cusack on Sunday was always going to be used by the people who were again that uh, that kind of online streaming, over the top broadcasting that uh, GA Go represents, um. And it's I'd like I don't think there's any uh, to use an Eddie O'Sullivanism Sullivanism putting the two pace back in the tube as regards streaming and as regards putting that stuff online because it has to happen in some way and as Alan Milton mentioned yesterday they have to generate revenue somehow. I'm just curious as to how the numbers that they do generate uh, from that are arrived upon. Also, when politicians
2: start getting involved, Joan, that has put the fresh shocks into this. Aside from the Virgin Media statement this afternoon, I like can the to really turn around and say that all games should be free to air and that we're going to guarantee that all GA matches are free to air like if I was in the GA right now and I was on their committee I would yeah. be thinking there's no way you can uh, come to that conclusion because then the value of our rights would be slashed overnight
0: yeah uh, there are a couple of different angles to this I think from the GA point of view they have to come out now I would think given the mood and justify the paywall so that's issue number one. The second issue of the hurling, I think, in due course over the next couple. Of a number of weeks it will become apparent that lots of football is behind the paywall as well and lots of hurling is very much free to air especially the weekend Joe when you've got the two big football
2: matches which are coming up in two weekends time at the start of the All-Ireland series and there's three hurling games on free to air that weekend and particularly the mayo Kerry game is going to be on
0: GAA goal on the Saturday so that will flip entirely No it will and and, and those two weekends in a row 20th and 21st and 27-28 it will flip so one GAA have to justify the paywall two the hurling situation I think balance will uh, be restored in the next uh, number of weeks. I think the interesting point, the one that Virgin are probably getting at and maybe increasingly the politicians will be asked to look at is so Virgin make the point and obviously look, I don't know should I recuse, recuse myself from this? Obviously I, I work for Virgin. Mm. I presume everyone had uh, interest declared I'm, I'm not taking sides in any great way. I'm not behind the statement is what I'm trying and to you, say. And, and you're I still didn't about
1: the Sunday game Joe?
0: Yeah, I mean how I was overlooked it's a disgrace obviously. <laughs> Uh, But I I do think they they asked the the interesting question. And somebody, funny enough, who really knows their stuff in the industry, texted this to me months ago like this kind of sense of, why is this not a bigger story? Uh, I suppose now maybe we're all catching up a touch. So Virgin say, given the multi-million increases in state funding to RTE over recent years, RTE now has more sports rights than it can show on its channels with licence payers now being forced to further subsidise RTE by paying for their GEA through this joint venture with the GEA. So uh, in layman's terms, we're all giving the licence fee to RTE and now we're all having to pay RTE in part 50% for GA. Go on top of that. How can you be a national broadcaster receiving the license fee and also part of this private model hoovering up money for GAA content? Is this not an
2: optional subscription though, Joe? Nobody's being forced to purchase it.
0: It is, but you could probably argue that um, license fee money is funding the production of it like are those cameras being magic up
1: people need to be paid you know as well yeah.
0: mm. I don't know the answer to that by the way I'm not necessarily mm. coming out saying it's, it, this can't happen there has to be separation of yeah, it uh, church and state I don't know but I think that that's probably the question that is going to come their way it's my understanding Joe that the games that are
2: getting the full treatment you know the ones that have effectively uh, your pundits on the sideline the full treatment that says Sky would have done before where there's a presenter there pundits on the side of the pitch multi-camera angles GA Go are doing those productions themselves. So therefore, they're going to have to fund those large-scale operations, which for the best part have been the premium games that have driven subscription so far. Yeah. So those two games in the Munster Hurling Championship that particularly people felt irked weren't on free to air. No doubt the big football games coming up, Galway, Tyrone and Mayo against Kerry, particularly in the coming weeks. Yeah. They're being done to a high standard so therefore but we'll, I would imagine that's when, quite pricey
1: when you, when, when you say GEA Go have to fund that then effectively it comes back to the conversation that it's a 50-50 split between the GA and RTE mm. so the GEA and RTE are then funding that which is absolutely fair enough everybody covering a game and everybody who works on something like that deserves um, their proper pay for it but like, I, I just it, the, the the situation as regards to the 50-50 split of who owns it is is always going to be confusing to a lot of people and will need a lot of untangling I think from the heads of I think it's probably above Declan said head at this stage it would probably be somebody above him in RTE that needs to explain this and, and give I don't know proper pointers as to where the funding comes from who's funding what and where that subscription fee goes to
0: Anyway it's all going to play out and people are getting very Exercise, but there's no uh, question now. Politicians are seeing a bit of red meat, so it will drag on for a few more days yet, I will think. am not sure about this idea
2: of taking €50 euro away from the licence fee because oh, of the fact that GA Games is on a subscription service. I think that's very much populism, that people go, that well, Alan he's Doolin's, absolutely right. Yeah, that was Alan Dillon's yeah,
0: suggestion. To oh. say, oh yeah, let's
2: cut that back. I, no. This is an optional subscription.
0: Politician open. says we should save everybody €50, euro, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> lads, was... a. Uh, Rooney not a little tongue in cheek hoping the comments will fire up Real Madrid to ensure they beat City given he's a red says Gordon no he wasn't he wasn't the whole piece it was very interesting he was absolutely Mm -hmm. effusive about City he just says they're just so so good and um they're dominating Is there teams. time subscription in the Bernabeu? Yeah, this idea of Carlo Ancelotti opening up the <laughs> times to go oh. Yeah, exactly Look <laughs> what Wayne <Rain> Rooney <laughs> said <laughs> Highlights yeah, certain bits I Look, he says th- this here <laughs> Don't think so uh, Will is my favourite pundit across all platforms Measured and insightful Love the hurling pod says Colm <clears throat> on YouTube Oh, cheers Colm There you go Can't really disagree with that it's very nice thing to say <laughs>
2: Are you a pundit? Is that what you are? I guess I am now Come I, I would have thought host Pundit? Yeah, but
0: pundit, yeah, why not? I'm sitting in the pundits chair literally tonight so uh, whatever city achieve it will have nothing on United's success in 99 how do you compare a nation-backed team with United squad made up of academy players Ferguson doesn't get enough credits as keen and leash I mean it's certainly one of the drama um, that said let's not present United as plucky underdogs in 99 <laughs> they did have the class in 92 but that was a period where they were hoovering up the league's best players they would look at Dwight York and say we'll take you thank Teddy you very Saringen. much they would look at Teddy for sure they would look at Yapstam so they Boy, signed their fair share Roy Keane was record signing at the time so I mean it, like, it wasn't quite Leicester City but I do take the point there is definitely a substantive difference between the vibe around oh my god Manchester United could they do the treble could an English team even win in Europe ever again versus City are going to destroy everyone and it's going to be done in fairly uh, routine fashion the 100 plus charges narrative will come right back up Joe if they win the European Cup it disappeared
1: for a little while but it's right there again
0: as it should really Mm. Uh, so where are we going Richie?
1: I think everybody should get 50 euro back if Man City win the treble. Uh, Keen Healy is Leinster's chief injury concern ahead of Saturday's URC semi-final with Munster at the Aviva. The prop is going to have an ankle injury assessed this week. Robbie Henshaw and James Lowe will step up their rehab programs from respective thigh and calf injuries, but it looks like Saturday's game may come too soon for both. But Ronan Kelleher is back in the mix, having shaken off the shoulder problem that's dogged him since the Six Nations. Peter Mahoney is going to be given every opportunity to prove his fitness for Saturday's game. Munster forwards coach Andy Kiriakou wasn't revealing the results of a scan on Amani's elbow that took place yesterday. However, Kiriakou says they'll continue to monitor him hour by hour and day by day before they arrive at Lansdowne Road at the weekend. Munster are already without Orgy Simon, Calvin Nash, Malachi Fekatoa and Conor Murray due to head injuries for Saturday's game. Leinster assistant coach Andrew Goodman was asked today about the potential threats posed by Munster.
2: You know, what they've been doing well is contesting in all the context really. It's part of the idea, you know, the um, strong around the b- breakdown, both sides of the ball. They'll, ne- they'll never go away in this, inside the 22. They're really efficient with their attack. Um, they've been exiting really well with their kick and chase game. So, um, And they've got a lot more variation through their attacking game. So there's multiple threats throughout the, throughout the um, field for them and through their players
0: as well. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff for us to focus on, but the contact area is a big one for us. So Chipetti Monster are missing so many big names taken a fair degree of the sting out of this one.
2: Yeah, especially off the back of what was a really good performance to qualify for the semi-final last week and then to lose players to head injuries particularly where they're going to be stood down for a couple of weeks um, is a harsh blow. A lot of the experienced players gone from the core of the Munster team because I'm sure Munster would have been licking their lips at the potential that Leinster will have to mix and match a little bit with the 20th of May in mind for the Champions Cup final. It looks like Leinster will still go based on the comments today with a fairly strong core group. They don't want to lose a game against their rivals and they want to have that um, URC final potential in the bag before they get ready to prepare for La Rochelle Um, but
0: you'd probably make Leinster favourites just based on the Munster absentees going into this weekend Uh, Mike says just wondering if the dubs will be on GA Go or will they get special treatment Um,
2: well they're free to air now because uh, Declan McBennett confirmed earlier today that all of the provincial finals Hurling and Football as part of their rights agreement have to be shown on RTE as opposed to GA Go but the dubs were on GA Go against Kildare two weeks ago
0: that's true and on that weekend of the 27th, 28th, they are due to be on Ga Go as well. I think they play Roscommon. So, I mean, that's when it'll all kick off in a big way again, I think, when Kerry Mayo and Galway Tyrone, followed by the dubs the following week, are all on Ga Go. Hmm. But uh, I do think... So, the rights and wrongs of what Virgin are talking about today can be teased out, and the rights and wrongs of licence fee, but also private venture can be teased out. But I, I... without risking the wrath of the world, it feels like. I do think 38 games for 79 euro in the context of what we pay for sport isn't outrageous. There is an argument the GA should be entitled to make money, generate revenue. I mean, I'm not as outraged about this whole situation maybe as others. Where do you take the argument
2: about them generating a subscription service on the back of players who weren't paid?
0: Um... I suppose given that it's a non-profit and that the money is reinvested back into the association isn't like going out to some you know CEO as part of his bonus and, and like isn't going out in dividends and he's been invested back into the association
2: Just John, that was John Mulan's okay. point on
0: Monday yeah, on the yeah, independence podcast like do we not want the association to tr- thrive do, like think of all the projects around the country you drive through every town in the country and it is uh, it's certainly got a G8 club or, or it's uh, you know on the cusp of getting one, and we see lots of great clubhouses. So you know, I I can't even that redistribution of money is okay. Why it's, it's optional? Like you're still, if you. Like, so I, I understand. Like the, I hate to suggest seventy nine euro is not a lot of money for a lot of people. So in, I, I am conscious of that. But I think you are still for your license fee getting. 32 games. Yeah, so the guts of 40 games. You're getting the highlights show every Sunday night, sometimes on Saturday. You're getting the league for free as well. It's not nothing that you're getting. And then there is that optional extra. And, like, I don't have GAA Go. I was, you know, I, I, when I was listening to the radio commentary of the Hurling game the other night, I did think, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> um, and when Dublin played Gildare, I thought, oh, bloody hell. And then even for my job, I guess I'm just going to have to get it pretty soon. Um, so I get it, you know, and I, I, I saw the 79 euro and I sort of, I said, oh, just on top of. You have been of, tempted by the 59 before Christmas, but anyway. Well, indeed. And I got it from my dad for Christmas. Um you know because I figured he he would actually really miss it when when those matches are on so I I actually do get that argument that it is tough on people especially if it's their county playing but in, in terms of that you know amateur players and not being paid and generating money from the game I think given the way the money is spent like on balance I'm okay with it if anyone's ripping us off for our sport it's elsewhere yeah
2: I mean, look, the argument will be there. Why are people so annoyed now? Is it just on the back of what Donald Logue said and maybe no, two I, or three big fixtures being behind the table?
0: They've just experienced missing those big games now. Like, yeah. it, you know, there, there was a degree of, oh, crap, back in February. But, you know, we've all got a lot going on in our lives. So maybe it's only when those matches are on that... Yes, the reality of it kicks off it just so. seems the
2: fervour against the is a bit stronger now than it oh, was yeah. when Sky got the rights in 2013 or when
0: the old Satanta would have had the league rights back I, in the day too it's probably because a lot of us had Sky isn't it and also the Sky games were often the Leinster Hurling Championship matches which maybe Easy now. didn't bug the floating voter as much
2: <clears throat> maybe, it's, maybe it's the online element Richie and I were talking about this last week too I think if GEA Gold had a place where it was incredibly easy to get on your TV that didn't involve a fire stick initially or now having to download an app on your smart TV and cast onto the app and so on, if this had been a case of it was a channel on your sky box or a channel on your virgin box, this would have been an easier sell to the public, I think. Than yeah, it is.
0: maybe. Right? Can you Chromecast
2: it? I think you can, yeah.
1: I mean, I can. Yeah. Yeah. you know again, paying, paying, paying not... for paying for stuff on an EPG is like it, it's ridiculously expensive mm-hmm. from a, a channel's point of view as far as, a, as, far as I can make out and that will be something a charge probably that they're unwilling to broach um, and that's fair enough because you want to actually wash your own face with this type of thing um, yeah. but yeah it's it's it, 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 it's it such a mess it's going to take a lot to untangle in terms of the public support for it or lack there I would think at this stage
0: yeah uh... Well, okay. A million texts coming in, none of them very happy, which you, you'd happen to pay, not surprisingly enough. So that's yeah. the general mood out there. Uh, Rich, last couple of stories. Yeah, Ireland's first one-day international with Bangladesh
1: in the past half hour has been abandoned. Bangladesh made uh, 246 for nine from their 50 overs today. Ireland had reached 65 for three off 16 and a half of their allotted overs before the rain came in Chelmsford and it stayed and it forced the game to be abandoned. The upshot of which is that South Africa will qualify automatically for this year's World Cup. Uh, that's because Ireland needed a clean sweep of victories in this series which will resume on Friday at the same venue. And a good news today from an Irish perspective on the Giro d'Italia, Cork's Eddie Dunbar produced a top 10 finish on today's fourth stage he was ninth on a stage won by the French rider Valentin Paré-Pantre Andreas Lecnesund was second behind Paré-Pantre and takes the leaders Bally Rosa from Renko Evan Paul Dunbar is up to 14th on general classification so a really good day for him
0: yeah uh, last couple of stories
1: Uh, Gregor Townsend and uh, Scotland have been both boosted by the news that the head coach has signed a contract extension Townsend is going to remain in charge of the Scots until 2026 he had looked set for a post-World Cup exit from a position he's occupied since 2017 and he was linked with a position on the France staff back in the winter in addition to announcing his new deal today, Townsend confirmed a 41 player training squad which will be trimmed to 33 for the World Cup it includes Stuart Hogg and Stuart McAnally both of whom are retiring the latter of course to become an airline pilot they play they play Ireland uh, Scotland do in their final pool B fixture at the Stade de France that is on October 7th
0: okay very good we are pretty much out of time Richie thank you lads William thank you very much cheers up